0: You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including Quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and AllerC. Grysidin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And aller provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable, and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And if I sound a little hoarse, it's because uh, I was at a Giants game last night, and uh, my voice is yeah, pretty much recovered, but uh, i was doing a lot of screaming at the Giants to get things moving. They still lost against Dallas Cowboys, but uh, <laughs> you know, there I was at uh, Giants Stadium rooting for my team. Um, so how you doing, Layla?
1: I'm okay. How
0: are you? Good. All right. Well, maybe uh, we'll ask you to carry the conversation, at least a lot of the conversation sure. today. My uh, well, sure. voice isn't too bad. I think it sounds okay.
1: So, I think
0: so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just a reminder, uh, the way to get to question, get questions to us is via questions at drhoffman.net, questions at drhoffman.net, and uh, we will then uh, read the questions on a future edition of Q&A with Layla. And if you want to uh, record a question for my weekend radio program, uh, that's a different way to get questions to us. 877-726-8255. Just call uh, anytime 24 365 and you'll be prompted on the answer box to record a question. And then we'll take that up on our weekend broadcast. So lots of ways to get questions to us. Uh, we love fielding your questions. And uh, before we get to questions, uh, you know, just a reminder we've been talking about our Save Our Supplements campaign uh, because I've been telling you that Congress is seeking to enlarge FDA's purview over supplements. And we made it a call to action, an all hands on deck moment. And uh, I personally contributed to the Alliance for Natural Health, (A.N.H.), uh, A&H, which safeguards your access to supplements and therapies of your choice. Go to drhopman.com/slash ANH to learn how you can take action. And obviously, many of you have because we've uh, garnered uh, some contributions. Uh, but most importantly, we've gotten a lot of our audience to write letters and send emails to Washington, to their representatives. Because if you go to DRHPman.com/slash ANH, you'll be directed to. A convenient website which uh, offers you a template of a letter that you can write to your congressperson uh, to convince them not to uh, act on what's called uh, MPL, which is uh, uh, mandatory product labeling, uh, which is uh, a way that um, the FDA can Mm -hmm. uh, begin to sort of inventory the supplements. They're not necessarily going to take supplements off the market, but... uh, because we don't really have a good faith degree of trust in the intentions of the FDA. We feel that this is a prelude to restricting access to certain ingredients and certain supplements. So uh, here's the good news. And I shared it with you earlier today. Uh, headline mm-hmm. from Nutriingredients-USA. It's a trade publication. Stopgap funding bill lacks any provisions specific to supplement industry. So we have now... Uh, achieved a victory uh, in stopping the MPL mandatory product listing from being uh, tagged on to a necessary appropriation for the FDA. It was kind of a sneaky way of getting it passed because they said, "Well, we got to pass appropriations for FDA. We need an FDA. So we can't, uh, you know, furlough thirty thousand employees because there's no money. We got to keep the FDA functioning. So yeah. And by the way, we'll pass the supplement bill. And so uh, there's been." Finally, uh, Congress people have said, hey, this is nuts. Uh, <laughs> and in spite of the fact that uh, the bill sponsors uh, Senator Patty Murray, Democrat from Washington, and Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, uh, who said that the MPL was meant to provide long overdue oversight of cosmetics and dietary supplements. Uh, well, Senator Burr, uh, he did an about face. He subsequently withdrew his support of those writers. So uh, hmm. some of the people who had been proponents of that, they kind of saw the light. They defected. Maybe Senator Burr uh, saw that a lot of constituents said, keep your hands off my supplements. <laughs> yes. And he responded to that.
1: I, let's hope that's what happened, Dr. Hoppen.
0: Right. Let's, let's However, hope that it's
1: not something more ominous.
0: We must remain uh, vigilant because yes. uh, undoubtedly in the future we'll have uh, more challenges because now – Uh, they're probably going to try and redo something like this as a standalone bill because there's a lot of support for uh, regulating the supplement industry. There are even people within the supplement industry who say, bring it on because uh, we're the good guys and we just want to punish the bad guys. And there's something to be said for that because, you know, there's some wackadoodle supplements out there. And do you think Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, somebody uh, with a crazy product uh like uh you know uh some uh, uh erectile dysfunction product, you know that has that's laced with viagra uh or some sort of um energy supplement that's uh, laced with amphetamines do you think that they're going to want to disclose that to the FDA probably not you know so that, that's yeah. the i mean the erstwhile good intent of the bill is like you got to disclose what's in the supplements but Industry leaders, like our sponsors and responsible people within the nutritional uh, community, do Mm -hmm. disclose their ingredients absolutely, and uh, you know, and they and they quality test it. They test for for contaminants, and uh, Mm -hmm. and so they they do a really good job on their own uh, without additional interference from uh, the Food and Drug Administration.
1: Yeah, but again, as you say, we have to remain vigilant. We can't become complacent Mm -hmm. during this time because my feeling is even reading this dr Hoffman, is that they're they're going to come out with something standalone something stronger you know i think there's there's still the the, the war is not over maybe this battle but there may be a bigger battle it's kind of
0: like night of the living dead you know they just keep coming back you know season after season you know there's (laughs) you know they seem to win temper we when
1: are they going to cancel
0: that show? <laughs> I don't know. The zombies keep coming back, though. They're hard to kill, tough to kill. You can bludgeon them and shoot them, and you know, uh-huh.
1: you know
0: decapitate them. But they just they just keep yeah. on they just keep on trucking. Uh, on another note, and I know that this is um, a controversial notion, uh, but um, there is a new study that uh, uh, let's see if I can get it here. Uh, okay yeah Uh, it's entitled association between meatless diet and depressive episodes Uh, an analysis of baseline data from the uh, what's called the longitudinal study of adult health uh, in Brazil and you know it's a big database a lot of people and Brazil isn't the US but you know they think it may be representative of people in uh, uh, countries like you know United States and other countries in Europe, more, you know, affluent countries, uh, although there are pockets of poverty in Brazil, but Brazil is a big middle class. Yeah. So what they say here, highlights of the articles, vegetarianism appears to be associated with a high prevalence of depressive episodes. Uh, In this study, participants who excluded meat from their diet were found to have a higher prevalence of depressive episodes as compared to participants who consumed meat. And they controlled for what's called socioeconomic lifestyle factors and nutrient deficiencies. So uh, now uh, there's a couple of theories on this. You know, one is that uh, maybe people who are vegetarian maybe they're a little more a little more neurotic. Maybe they're a little bit more in their heads. And maybe that's what's called reverse causation. People who espouse vegetarianism already a little bit, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say, use a pejorative pejorative term. Uh,
1: uh, On the cusp of disordered eating, possibly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: right, which is associated with depression, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's a good way to put it. And alternatively, there may be something inherent in a vegetarian diet where you're missing some things that help your brain. And Absolutely, like li- b like Yeah, I would like to think that it is uh, a bit of that. Now, however, they they did control for nutrient deficiencies. So I uh-huh. think they took out people who had the some of the known nutritional deficiencies, like severe iron deficiency anemia or severe B12 deficiency, because as any conscientious vegetarian knows, they have to be careful about certain nutrients. But there may yes. be some things, some intrinsic things besides the obvious things that you're missing when you don't get the complete proteins or the uh, beneficial fats and even the cholesterol that is in a meat diet, you know, and and protein, protein quality too.
1: Mm -hmm. Protein quality is the essential amino acids necessary to create, to produce those very important neurotransmitters. They are chemical messengers. It's all about where, where we're getting how our serotonin is made, mm-hmm. how our dopamine is made, we need the essential amino acids mm-hmm. to help to produce them. You know, you could eat uh, a bucket of almonds or you could have a small chicken breast right. to get the same amount, mm-hmm. for example, of tryptophan. Right. L-tryptophan, Which is an essential amino acid and, and necessary and is a precursor to serotonin, one of many. So, so,
0: so what, uh, I, I'm engaged in a little bit of a a Facebook, uh, back and forth with a a high school gal that I know, uh, Mm -hmm. went to my high school and, you know, I love her. She's great. And, but she just put something up on her Facebook, uh, which is something to the effect. And you've seen these, these charts, which shows that, you know, this amount of beans has exactly the amount of protein that this amount of, of meat has. Mm. And so you know, we, I and so I go. I I push back on that. And what I said was uh, that there is that amount of protein, but we yes. like you say, you have to look at the amino acid profile. And yes. beans are deficient in certain key amino acids, including some of them that are precursors to the neurotransmitters. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you subsist mm-hmm. on beans, you may get overall the protein, but the protein quality is less, like meat. Uh, yes. Gives you 100% of pretty much of what you need for muscle. Uh, right. Beans may, the, the efficiency may be, you know, 80% or 60%. Plus, beans contain things that sometimes interfere with digestion. There are... Like lectins. Tryp- yes, mm. lectins and tryptase inhibitors. Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, which are responsible for the gassiness that sometimes people feel with beans, mm-hmm. but also may inhibit the proteins from reaching you. So the proteins they contain, they're not as ac- as bioavailable as proteins from exactly. say, eggs. I,
1: or- I often I often like to use this analogy. If, if, and I and I use this with our patients, Doctor Hoffman. I, I say you've heard the phrase that a team, because you just went to the Giants game. Yes. A team. Yeah. Is only as good as its weakest player.
0: Right. And I think that we're talking here about that's uh, what the plant- offensive the offensive line and the uh the quarterback where yeah. we're having a problem. <laughs> Go ahead that's what,
1: yes. And but that's what the plant proteins are. Yeah. They're the weaker players. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, They're
1: just fine. Okay. I want you, I want everybody to eat their beans if they're yeah. eating beans, but it's not the replacement.
0: I just learned something fascinating. This is mm. gonna blow your mind. So think mm-hmm. about here's here's a dilemma. A cow is a big animal, right? It's got a lot of muscle. In fact, that's why we get you know filet mignon and loin steak and you know New York strip and prime rib from a cow. It's a lot of muscle. And what do yeah. they eat? What do they eat? They eat grass. Right. They eat grass. So this is sometimes uh, uh, invoked by vegetarians to say, "Hey, you know, we can eat vegetables and we can make plenty of muscles. We can be mussels. right. We can we can be muscle men. You know." Uh, uh, bodybuilders and just eat like raw foods because cows are you know an example of how they have it's a big animal uh, Mm -hmm. and has a lot of muscle so i didn't realize this but something really interesting is there is protein in grass
1: yes some amount right there is some amount of protein in vegetables right far less so in fruit so consider grass and, and remember, grass is more related to grain, where there is some protein. Right. Think about beans and rice. Exactly. The comb-
0: and, and they feed uh, cattle, you know, corn and sorghum and things like that, you know, so they're yeah. grains. But the, the, uh, and there is some protein there, but it's not that bioavailable, and it's not that yeah. uh, balanced. And it's relatively <laughs> more carbohydrates than protein. So yeah. if humans were to emulate that, they'd have to eat an enormous amount of... Uh, carbohid- carbohydrate in food to get their protein, which could cause obesity. <laughs> but here's the trick with uh, cows and goats and sheep: they have something that we don't have. They are what are called ruminants. They have five yes. stomachs, and in their yes. five stomachs, they have a microbiome that is vastly different than ours. Bacteria that are little alchemists—they which have the ability to take nitrogen from plants. You know, nitrogen is in fertilizer and nitrogen is in plants, which is not necessarily incorporated in protein. And the bacteria manufacture protein for the animals. Mm. Now, you cannot take a probiotic taken from the stomach of a cow and become like a cow. It doesn't we don't we don't have the equipment to make that alchemical or yes. transformation. We can't take we can't subsist on grass. And have adequate muscle. <laughs> Humans just can't. Right. We, we don't right. have that apparatus energy. I'd better just to learn that. It's very interesting.
1: That is and, mind-blowing.
0: And another thing that sometimes uh, they do to amp up protein uh, formation in animals is they put urea in the animal feed. Now, urea is uh, a nitrogenous compound. It's actually what you measure when you measure BUN blood urea nitrogen. So actually you could use urine. I don't think they use urine. I think they use synthetic urea, which can be manufactured, you know, chemically in a factory. Uh, but urea is put into the, uh, animal feed to amp up the nitrogen, which then the bacteria transform into proteins because the characteristic of proteins, unlike fats is that the molecules contain nitrogen. All, uh, protein molecules have nitrogen. So it's fascinating. It's, It's, I didn't, it's like magic, but and it's that is it, fascinating. They're they're like amazing animals are amazing machines to convert plants into uh, high quality protein for humans. <laughs> it's incredible.
1: Wow. That really is something. Yeah. Well, so I think this is a good time.
0: Yes. To, 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 well, to take to take a break and allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share a vital message with you before we get to questions. So let's Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make intelligent medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to, or let's start our questions a little belatedly. Questions at drhoffman.net is the way to get questions to us. What you got, Layla?
1: Uh, We've got an email from Val. Hi. In your online immunity reset book, you mentioned recipes and tips as a resource, and I don't seem to be able to find it at the end of the book. Uh, and Val also has another question. I'm, al- I'm also wondering what you recommend as quality brands of olive oil. We don't use it a lot, but I'd like to know if there are any good brands
0: okay. that so I the, should be using. The online Immunity Reset was. is not a book, but it's a free offering that I have uh, at drhoffman.com, uh, which is um, uh, has—what uh, ad- you spotted is a little inconsistency, which is that we were going to— put some recipes up there and we may uh, do that in the future. We just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, But Mm. that is available to you as a free resource at drhoffman.com. And uh, what you'll get there is, and I I talked to some guys at the football game about this because uh, people from the supplement industry were uh, at the game with me. We had a bunch of my old colleagues. And what I said was that, this COVID, this whole pandemic has been an opportunity for us to have a teachable moment about resilience and that's yeah. what Immunity Reset is about we, you know, I talk about diet, supplements, sleep, exercise you know all the aspects that will help make us more resilient and guess what uh, conventional medicine has not cured COVID, uh, has not prevented COVID, Had, you know, we certainly have done some things to ameliorate it and we've learned better how to treat it but we haven't come up with a slam dunk to make COVID uh, disappear. And we yeah. need to work on the terrain. Uh, we've taken a Louis Pasteur approach, which is find a bug, use a drug, or a mm-hmm. vaccine. But we haven't worked enough to build up our terrain, as Antoine Béchamp, who was Louis Pasteur's rival in the 1800s, urged uh, yes. people to do. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, and what about, um, so Val, Val can check back uh, 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 sometime later for any recipes that would be added uh, on. We'll, we'll po-
0: when we post them, them we'll, we'll definitely announce yeah. it, you know, it, it, when, yeah. when we get around to that. But I'll tell you something. Uh, have you ever written recipes? Uh, you know, because you're a really great sure. cook. But have you ever written recipes?
1: Yeah. It's a
0: pain. It's really it a is. Pain, cause It's very to, exacting. It's very exacting. And, uh, mm-hmm. The way I cook it it's it's like I'd have to translate it. because a lot of it is sort of by feel, you know, a little bit of this, yes. a little bit of that. I toss in some salt. A full
1: a, of this, I taste all that.
0: Yeah, and it's so
1: three three turns around the pan of all of, you, know, like <laughs> you know.
0: That kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I find sometimes uh, it's hard for me to transcribe my my experience into step by step recipes. I mean, I know it's necessary and I know that uh, people want that, uh, but it, it's not as easy as it seems. That's so, true. Uh, That's true. But that, you know, certainly if there's a, a desire for that, uh, we certainly have mm-hmm. between us the expertise to create some fabulous recipes. I'm we just yeah. a riff on this program about the things
1: that we eat and prepare. and
0: Absolutely. Know, and but, there are
1: already recipes on the website. At drhoffman.com Yes. So yeah. Under, and under and they're
0: the diet. All, I think it's under the diet. There's a drop down there. It's menu
1: under it's the diet, to... which is which is terrific for for your immune system. Yeah. Because it's all healthy, natural, unprocessed food. What about olive oil, Dr. Hoffman? You know, Val is wondering what kind yeah. of olive oil? Sure. Yeah, get.
0: you know, my uh my personal preference is actually one of our sponsors, my favorite olive Uh Where uh, every month, it's kind of like the the olive oil of the month club, except it comes every quarter. And I get this package of of three beautiful artisanal olive oils every quarter. And I very much look forward to it because it's always, you know, the really top of the harvest. uh, Very fresh and ranging from mild to very aromatic and so you have mm-hmm. a full range so preparing different dishes sometimes I may want a dish where I want to mute the olive oil flavor characteristic but maybe on my salad I really want to accentuate it you know and, and have a yes, really that's
1: strong yes that fruity flavor yeah. good quality
0: olive oil yeah mm. so uh, that's my my, fr- my favorite olive oil.com. and I think they'll they, they usually campaign with us uh, seasonally so you know they're off for the summer but you know they should be back on uh, you know for, for fall or winter
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, Val. Thank you for your question. And uh, check back with us at drhoffman.com.
0: So many health benefits have- of olive oil. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness! Besides the fact that it's it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got an email from Diane. Dear Doctor Hoffman and Layla, I've listened to Doctor Hoffman for three decades, wow. from his first radio show, and I download every radio show and podcast. I would appreciate your critique of my regimen for going to sleep at night after more than 10 years of trying to sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. I'm finally able to sleep and awaken now only two times per night using only natural
0: supplements. Fabulous. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What so you, can I just,
0: might, might I just say that um, Sure the, the, with Some people just really have a lot of sleep problems They just don't, they're just naturally light sleepers uh, You know, it's no fault of theirs And so yeah. the best they can hope for is what this person is describing Which is that they have mitigated their problem Not eliminated their problem through natural means Because uh, sleeping yeah. pills are a loser strategy uh, mm-hmm. You know, sleeping pills for maybe some emergency, you know, like somebody has bereaved or something like that and uh, they they, had, they just can't sleep. They're just, ter- mm-hmm. you know, it's so like, okay, give them a sleeping pill. You know, it's like break the cycle already, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but rarely and very sparingly. But as a chronic strategy to help sleep, it is a losing strategy because eventually it doesn't work. You need more and more. And then, uh, you have poor quality sleep. It disturbs the architecture of your sleep. You know, what's called, you know, the, uh, different components of sleep are important for proper rest and recuperation. And, um, also there, there's a lot of information now that suggests that long term uh, use of sleeping pills associated with uh, dementia and even mortality. Yes. You know.
1: Oh my. Oh my. So here's what Diane does. Mm-hmm. Before bed, she takes a, a CBD gummy.
0: Excellent. And yeah, bread- there's. Uh, I, have, I can see it right over here. It's uh, <laughs> it's in my. I'm I'm broadcasting from my home studio here, and on the counter is CBD sleep. I mean, sorry, yeah. CV sleep from PlusCBDOil.com, one of our sponsors. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I usually take one before bed. Now. You know, I think yeah. it deepens my sleep.
1: Yeah, what, what Diane takes, though, however, in her gummy is 25 milligrams of CBD plus two and a half milligrams of THC. Okay. And then.
0: You know, I got to say, then, excuse me, I, yeah. that um, I find that THC uh, interferes with my sleep. And mm. this may be a very small amount. And for some people, it's a matter of the dosage, you know. So if you smoke a joint that's really high in THC, you're going to be up, you know, hallucinating for, for hours. Um, yeah. I had that experience when but I smoked pot. We're getting pot. very
1: creative, you know, things that you don't need at bedtime.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I had the experience when I, I smoked pot in college. So I would, you know, as tired as I was, I put my head down and I would just like go into the sort of dream-like like, like. Well, it's like a hallucinatory state, you know, like vision. Like a trance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not real sleep. So for -hmm. some people, even the small amount of THC interferes with sleep. I'm a little sensitive to the effects of even small amounts of THC, but different strokes for different folks. She might do better with just pure uh, CBD. The CBD sleep uh, product has, I think it has uh, Mahonia in it, and I think it has theanine in it. Mahonia Mm. is something that lowers cortisol.
1: Yeah. Uh, So anyway. she also takes she also takes about ten minutes before bed a five milligram sublingual melatonin mm-hmm. and she falls asleep great and then when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she takes rescue sleep, which is a homeopathic formula
0: okay and
1: well, then I, I mean,
0: I don't know what's in that, but um, yeah it's got
1: things way. like I'll tell you what it's got in it white chestnut, rock rose, a tiny amount of alcohol okay. And she'll take this in the middle of the night if she if she wakes up. Okay. And she then could, other could, things she like... She could take... Uh, five, what, else,
0: what else is good in the middle of the night? Uh, would well, you say? she's
1: also taking... She takes some 5-HTP, GABA, valerian, hmm. magnesium.
0: Okay, those are all good.
1: Yeah. And apparently, Diane says she's had an added benefit, that her blood pressure has been reduced since taking melatonin every night, plus nitric oxide,
0: well, there you so go. So she
1: no longer has to take her hydrochlorothiazide anymore.
0: Wow. That's excellent.
1: Well, certainly the nitric is gonna help. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: what's the thing we would like people to take in the middle of the night that's not going to give them a hangover? Glysom. Glysom. Oh, oh,
1: theanine. No, 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 no. Glysom is at bedtime, but in the middle of the night, L theanine is very helpful.
0: Okay. And, and because with in less the middle of a the chance night, for a high a hangover.
1: If you take melatonin in the middle of the night, you might wake up with a melatonin hangover.
0: That's true. Mm -hmm.
1: In the morning. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Yep. That was not pleasant. Right.
0: Because it resets your time clock and your body thinks that, uh, you know, that that 2 o'clock is is 10 o'clock. You know, 2 is 10 p.m. And you don't want that. Um, No, no,
1: exactly.
0: It it upsets your circadian rhythm to take uh, melatonin at times other than bedtime. Um, You know, I I can't uh, critique that measure, but, you know, I want to say this. I got to say this. Um, I think there's much more to sleep than just taking a pill. And I think we've in this society uh, where there's a pill for every ill, we tend to believe that a sleeping pill is going to help us sleep. And if you don't want to take a pharmaceutical sleeping pill, you go to the natural food store. Uh, nutritional pharmacy, you go to full script or something and you order all the various sleeping remedies that there are under the sun. And you know, as well as I, in fact, you know better than I do because when I, uh, see a patient and I recognize there's a sleep problem, uh, I just note it and then I send them to you because in addition yeah. to providing people with, uh, uh, nutritional information, you also provide them with basic uh, exercise information, which I don't, yes. you know, because I'm so busy handling their medical issues so that I, don't really have that much time to do a deep dive on lifestyle, but you do yes. a, a whole sleep hygiene thing, which we could go mm-hmm. on and on about. But it's, it involves the room temperature, it involves light, it involves what you eat before yes. and what you don't eat before, and you know, um,
1: Right. don't have any caffeine after two p.m. Don't eat that dark chocolate at night. Don't light, do that light
0: stimulus. You know the
1: light you know. stimulus. Right. Right. Yeah. All of these
0: things. Right. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Thank you for giving us that update, Diane. We're glad you're sleeping better. All right.
0: All right. Uh, We've got, uh, yeah. yeah. Give us a brief we're going to talk about in part two because we kind of went on a little bit in the beginning and um, we may be exceeding our time limit <laughs> for part one of today's two-part and
1: I'm 75 years old and I've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, but I'm skinny. I've never been overweight, and they told me I have lean diabetes what is that
0: okay great question and that's right in your wheelhouse Layla so we're going to ask you to tackle that I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman it's our weekly Q&A with Layla one of my favorite times of the week you can get questions to us at questions at net. we'll be right back with part two